You're listening to the Not Your Grandmother's Book Club podcast, where we read them so you don't have to. Like the show? Become a patron at patreon.com forward slash nygbc. You should write a book, Fry. People need to know about the can eat more. getting this book on UFOs. Did you know they're real? But there's a huge comic conspiracy to cover it up. Oh, that's just a paranoid fantasy. I want to be a book that you can pick me up, flip through my pages, make sure nobody drew wieners in me. Oh, and welcome to the Not Your Grandmother's Book Club Podcast, where we read them so you don't have to, because we pulled the slip of paper with the black dot. My name is Kevin, and I'm joined as always by my co-host Bendik, whose version of Poulet Chasseau was reviewed by Eater Magazine as the best thing on the menu at this New Jersey gas station. <laughs> Benedict! <laughs> Can you imagine cooking Poulet Chasseau? <laughs> I'd just be like, well, here you have the uh, pretzels. <laughs> And then also mozzarella sticks. And then we have the specialty of poulet chasseur, which, uh, yeah, he just, it, no one really orders it, but he cooks five every night and it has to eat all of them. And I'll be I, honest, I think if, really I gas chasseur, station yeah. <laughs> if I was at a gas station that had French peasant cuisine, I'd say, you know what? It's not a bad place. I think yep. I might be coming back. Yep. I'll take two helpings, please. Benedict, follow up. How do you like your chicken prepared? Oof. Your poulet, as it were. My poulet. Um, my favorite chicken dish is... Oof, it's a tough one. Um, probably like a chicken uh, makani, like a a butter chicken. I, uh, I, I do a pretty mean mm. uh, homemade butter chicken. Oh, so yeah. That's my, cro- uh, do you do the crock pot or you no, do the no. high heat? High, high heat. High mm, heat. Man, let me tell you, that crock pot butter chicken. I'm I've sure it's great. Times. Yeah, there's, I, I have a recipe from a, a UK uh, a Indian restaurant called Dishoom that is, is just the best food that I've ever cooked. So it's so good. Yeah, because Benedict, here's a secret. Butter and chicken both taste well, good. Well, interestingly, it doesn't actually, I mean, the one, <laughs> what, the, the way they make it, at least, it doesn't actually have that much butter in it. It has No, most, but it does have mostly, butter in uh, it. No, a little bit. It's mostly heavy cream. Like, that's the, right. the dairy. <laughs> yeah, the dairy the is the heavy there. cream. So. Yeah, Benedict. Uh, no, it's not better. It's not good. better than butter, yeah. <laughs> They not both taste pretty damn good. Yeah, but but if 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 it's like a not cut up chicken, probably a chicken uh, chicken palm or just a roast chicken. Honestly, I like a roast chicken too. Mm. What about you? Basic, what about you? Basic. What you got? Uh, I'm a huge fan, uh, a huge fan of the chicken parm. Okay. All about me some chicken parm, uh, breaded, cutlet, fried, and and you know covered. And I like eggplant parm too, right? Eggplant you know, anything. Good. It's Anything different, you though. cover with Parmesan cheese mm-hmm. and maybe some moths and some red sauce and cook mm-hmm. it, it's, it's going to be Great fantastic. Yep. Just a, a blend of magnificent flavor, as it were. Anyways, Benedict, we're here. Mm-hmm. This is the second of our episodes uh, for while I am taking the bar exam. Yes, being recorded section, the Sunday after the previous one out, was recorded. <laughs> being recorded five minutes after we finished recording the last one. Yep. As this comes out, I will be uh, going to take the second day of the bar oh, exam. Cute. So that's 
that's not gonna be fun. But uh, anyways, oh, we're gonna we're not gonna you know we're leaving out most of the usual intro stuff this week, and we're doing we're uh, the second part of what we did last time, which was our Prager Roulette. Uh, so we have uh, the leftover videos we didn't use last time that Benedict didn't choose. We're gonna be going through this week with Prager Roulette. And like we should last say week, that these aren't worse videos, but you know, no, it's not no, that I didn't no, choose no. them; it's just that I didn't happen <laughs> upon them through yes. my Russian he's, roulette he's type adventure. At <laughs> yeah. So, uh, of course, uh, Benedict and I both have one bonk that we are allowed to use at any time, and then we, we have a collective agreement. And that yes, there's you know we have a, a communal structure to this show. We're not technically a cooperative, but I mean, we operate on a communal decision-making yeah. structure where I am the tyrant and Benedict doesn't get to disagree with me. <laughs> Largely, so yes. that's generally how things work around here. We find it works pretty well. Mm. Uh, but just before we get onto it for this week, I just want to say right off the top, remember, follow us on all the social medias on Twitter at NYGBCpod. Become a patron, patreon.com forward slash NYGBC. And of course, I should say, remember, rate and review us on iTunes because... Benedict, oh, no. t- he told me this before the show. Um, he had to go out the other day. He went to, to uh, Lowe's, not Home Depot, because Home Depot is a right-wing uh, organization that donates to Republicans. And as we learned from Ben Shapiro on last week's show, or as I should say, 10 minutes ago when Benedict and I did that video, um, we have a negative view of conservative businesses because, you know, they donate to horrible causes. Uh, so he went to Lowe's. And, you know, he's there. He, he needed some light bulbs because light bulbs burn out. You got to take care of that. Yeah, you get a new lamp and you got to put some new light bulbs in it. He went down the aisle. There's so many choices. There's so many choices for light bulbs. Um, and Benedict, he was looking at the different boxes, you know, Sylvania or Phillips. What's better? What's LED versus uh, other types, I mm. guess? And and he wanted some help. Halogen. Halogen is another Halogen. Type. Halogen wanted some help from somebody who works at uh, Home Depot, so he called a guy over, uh, said, "Hey, can you tell me a little bit? Uh, this is you know, sixty watt LED versus the uh, uh, hundred and twenty watt halogen. What's what's going to get me better energy efficiency for my buck?" Uh, and the guy said, "Well, Benedict, uh, you can shove that up your ass mm. and hope it lights because I won't be helping you because you don't have enough stars on iTunes. Mm. Uh, so if you want Benedict to get better customer service." Please go over to iTunes, rate and review the show. Five stars uh, would really mean a lot to him because that did not work when he took the customer service guy's suggestion. Uh, anyways, moving on. Sure. <laughs> By the way, you didn't hear. <laughs> I'm probably going to have to cut this out because you're going to be mad at me. But one of the, the intro jokes I came up with but didn't put down and didn't use was. Uh... <laughs> yeah, cut that out. <laughs> cut, 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 cut. <laughs> And I knew you'd do that. Yep. <laughs> but it is fucking funny. <laughs> Anyways, why don't we get on to it? Back to our second edition of Prager Roulette. I think we've done this a little bit before, so maybe third edition. Yeah. I don't know. We're back on Prager Second in Roulette. a row. Second in a row. Benedict, uh, give me a number. Right now we have seven videos left that we didn't use the last time. Give mm. me a number one through seven. One. Number one, sticking right up front. Mm-hmm. This one, Benedict, is titled, What Do We Do About the Homeless? <laughs> okay. And this is by Christopher Rufo. I hope it prob- is. I hope it you- is. How's them? <laughs> well, it is uh, Christopher Rufo, who is a senior fellow at the Manhattan Institute. Mm. His name comes up in various places yeah, from time yeah, to time. Yeah, yeah. So you probably heard of him here and there. Um, I have, like I said, I have not watched any of these videos ahead of time like I normally do when we do videos. Uh, because, right, bar exam. Um, so I don't know what they're going to say. 
I will predict it won't be great. No. So here we go. Maybe it's just uh, more jobs. I don't know what they're going to say, but I really can't guess. We'll find out. It's going to be give them bootstraps. That's or no, it's going to be tell them to pull themselves up yep. by their non-existent bootstraps. What do we do about the homeless? This is one of the most vexing public policy problems we face. If you live in a big city, especially mm. on the West Coast, you literally face it every day. And every day it seems to get worse. Why? Pause it. Let's start. Why, you... Ben? <laughs> well, I I'm sorry. This is told from the perspective of someone who is uncomfortable around the homeless. Let's just let, oh, let's yeah. say that. Oh, All right, yeah. sorry. Let's, let's say uh, the unhoused. It, this isn't how can we help the homeless. It's how can we make it so I don't have to think about the homeless. So let's let's get that straight first. Right. Start with a couple facts. First, the word itself is misleading. Homelessness is not primarily a housing problem. It's a human problem. The primary drivers of homelessness are drug addiction and mental illness. According to data from UCLA's California Policy Lab, Approximately three quarters of people living in cars, tents, and on the streets suffer from serious mental illness, drug addiction, or both. Is, is he about to suggest that we throw them all in prison? Probably. Yeah. I feel like that's where he's going. Yeah. I feel or, like he's or, going to or mass lock incarceration. Him up in a, lock him up in a mental institution. Yeah. I, I feel like he was paid to produce this video by a for-profit prison company is yep. what this feels like. Let's see where it goes. Second, despite these conditions, the homeless actually make rational decisions about where they want to live. Not surprisingly, they move to the most permissive environment they can find. Okay, so that's an old canard yeah. that I'm pretty familiar with. Oh, it's they go would be they they they're all in they're all on the West Coast because that's where you know people don't piss in their faces and kick them when they're down and shit. <laughs> no, they're there for a number of reasons. For one, uh, you know, uh, more people are where cities are, so yep. more people who will end up to be homeless are in those bigger cities, which there mm -hmm. are a couple of on the West Coast. Man, you may be familiar with. Yeah. Also, Benedict, fucking weather. Yeah. Uh, homeless people often find their way to places where the weather is actually survivable and you won't freeze to death in the winter. Yep. That is actually a consideration. And another part of it is fucking everywhere else in the country ships their fucking homeless to California. Mm -hmm. It's been a big thing for a number of years. And I think John Oliver did a thing about it uh, where they talked about how just fucking buying train tickets or bus tickets for homeless people to San Francisco. Like, uh, I think it was like Dallas or somebody was doing that. Some crazy shit. But yeah, the, there's a number of reasons why uh, homeless people end up on the West Coast in San Francisco or L.A. or wherever. Mm -hmm. And it's not because it's the most permissive environment. Yep. Make your city attractive for the homeless and they'll beat a path to your doorway. Mm, yeah, okay. the this is exactly what you were talking about. Of Los Angeles and it's Culver all about city how do we avoid seeing point. them. Yeah. It's one of thousands of concrete structures in Los Angeles County, but there's a curious detail. The Los Angeles side is full of tents, and the Culver City side is empty. Why? Because the two cities have different public policies. Los Angeles has effectively decriminalized public camping and drug consumption, while Culver City enforces the law. Mm. So this, yeah, it's yep. fucking, Mass it's fucking throw them all in prison. Yep. Mass yep. incarceration yep. is exactly what it fucking is. Great. 
I was uh, all right. You were right. Well, I was right. I think I'm we just, should move uh, on. That, that's just gross. Yeah, we we don't need much more of that video. That's that's just horrible. Uh, Benedict, six. We need a pick me up. Pick a good video this time. Pick something fun. One. Six more videos. Oh God damn it! <laughs> Number one. Uh, Benedict, this video is titled "What Is Big Green?" Ooh, okay. And this this is by a guy named Rogan O'Handley, and. Well, I didn't do any looking into or watching any of these videos ahead of time. When I pulled this one up, I did see that under his byline, they wrote, Rogan O'Handley, a.k.a. DC Drano, <laughs> gets to the bottom of these questions. And I went, wait, 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 wait a second. Who the fuck is Rogan O'Handley, a.k.a. DC Drano? And I found out he is a minor league conservative pseudo-celebrity right. <laughs> and Instagram influencer. With 500,000 Instagram followers. Wow. Uh, who appears to me to be making an honest attempt to look as much like that meme of the fashy haircut guy in the black t-shirt mansplaining mm. to a woman. That one? Yeah. Uh, he literally fucking looks like that. Okay. Uh, Turning Point USA describes DC Drano, a.k.a. Rogan O'Handley, as a former Hollywood entertainment lawyer that now posts patriotic memes and conservative commentary on his Instagram account. Great stuff. That's who the fuck this guy is. He's a fucking who calls himself DC Drano. Apparently Trump retweeted him once, and that's his claim to fame. And then he got kicked off of Twitter uh, and and now is uh, has a failed lawsuit against Twitter that he's trying to put out there anyways let's learn i just had to get into that I, it took me down I, I would just i would just like like to point out that he's currently hawking t-shirts the first one says free cuba and the second one has a picture of america that says conquered not stolen so that's who this guy is <laughs> oh is he selling freedom phones too i fucking Probably. love me a freedom phone man fucking love me a also phone. fauci lied yeah of course also, of course a picture of donald trump with an ak-47 or other otherwise semi-automatic weapon that says fuck around and find out wonderful wonderful and it's the guy you know the guy from missouri it was in missouri the guy who who uh was scared of people marching peacefully past his yes, house and went yes, out with an ak that guy uh, lives less than a few miles from me cool <laughs> Anyway, it's Trump's head photoshopped onto that guy's oh, body and saying, fuck around and find yeah, out. Yeah, that so. guy, by the way, um, I just have to bring this up. I don't remember who it was, but somebody did a story because he uh, has a doomed to fail Senate campaign. He's doing uh, the the guy who, uh, his name is like Mark or Mike or something, I don't remember. Uh, the guy who pointed a gun with his wife at protesters who were walking past their house. Um, and yep. he did like an event he called like the pink shirt guy's summer barbecue blabbity blue and it was pathetically uh th th nobody fucking attended there was fucking nobody no. there fucking mike lindell was supposed to come and he didn't after finding out i guess how few people showed up and there's this hilarious article somebody wrote i retweeted it at some point i'll try and find it again it's wonderful uh you should check it out anyways back to bennett let's finally get to this video what is big green you've heard a lot about big oil big pharma Big tech and all the other big Even bad players like a out dumb there. Bro. I want to yeah. talk to you about the biggest, baddest one of them all. This Goliath doesn't deal in billions; it deals in trillions. I'm talking about Big Green. <laughs> yes, the environmental <laughs> movement. It's the richest. You know, bonk, bonk, you're bonking. The I think song. bonk. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see a bonk there. Yep. It's gotta just be an attempt to paint 
environmental movements as the same as established industries that actively exercise lobbying power together. Yeah. As though that's a thing. All right, we're bonking that one. You've used your bonk. Your bonk is I've done. used my bonk. Benedict, five more videos. Which one will you have? One. Don't you dare keep doing this to me. Don't you dare keep doing this to me. Uh, Benedict, this one is titled Religious Liberty. You can't be free without this. By okay. All right. This sounds fun. Kevy, uh, Kelly Shackelford, president oh. of First Liberty. First Liberty sounds familiar to me. I didn't look it up, but I think it we might like have. A church. We might have crossed paths with them at some point in the past. I think they might have okay. been a source for somebody in one of our books. All right, there we go. What is religious freedom? Why oh. is it important? And why? It's a guy. I gotta say. I, th- I, th- I thought Kelly? I thought Kelly was a woman's Kelly name. I thought Kelly was it's, a woman's name. It's, it's interesting that none of these I, have been and, women. And also, under- that's a separate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that that is something like I did. The, the reason why I was like, oh, that's a man. It's when I was looking at all these videos, like I gotta find a couple that have women doing their presentation, right? Uh, we can't have just all men. And then I realized that I was basically just picking at random and ended up with all men. Yep. I don't think there's that's any not- women in here. All right, here we go. Why is it now under threat? Hold on a second. I can hear you saying religious freedom is threatened. <laughs> Hold no. on a second. No. I can hear you now, saying now, right hang now. on there just a minute. Now, I, I know that in the Constitution of the United States, religious freedom is enshrined. And as a constitutional scholar myself. Well, you might think, hey, Kelly, now I went driving the other day in my neighborhood <laughs> and I drove just, let's say, 500 yards and I passed by 20 churches. Now, how can you say religious liberty is under attack in our country? How can you say that to me? That don't make no sense. Well, you better explain it to me right now, Kelly. You better explain it to me right now. And he gonna. He gonna. Who doesn't have religious freedom in the United States? Nobody. You can be a Protestant, a Catholic, a Jew, a Muslim, or a Wiccan. Oh. You can believe right. in anything. If or you're a fancy. <laughs> or, a wi- or a Wiccan if you're fancy. I think that's like the exotic thing for him. A Wiccan. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. 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 Those are religious Ooh, people she? who fuck. Oh, yeah. they have sex and don't shave their legs. Fun. <laughs> anything or nothing. This was true, but not anymore. <laughs> Seems like almost every week a new dispute arises between people of faith and government agencies alleging that believers are violating the rights of non-believers or simply violating government edicts. Because that Even is that often the search true. for religious uh-huh. freedom was central to the founding of America. This is quite a reversal. As Thomas Paine put it in his influential 1776 Ooh, okay. pamphlet, oh, I'm so tired of citing people fucking... misquoting. <laughs> well, I'm also just I'm tired of conservatives trying to cite political philosophers or anyone right i'm just i'm just so fucking tired of that like uh, for one thing the main point for them is oh this is like 200 years old so it's it sounds different it sounds fancy right it's mm-hmm. fancy language because language we don't use anymore because contemporary english is more modern and we have different ways of speech and, and writing and things everything that's old sounds fancier because yeah. of these and thous and all that kind of shit that they used to do back then. Also, they didn't have standardized English back then. So everyone mm-hmm. wrote shit in different fucking ways. But also, like, what the fuck is that going to look like 200 years from now? Right? Who the fuck are conservatives going to be citing? Right? Fucking Donald Trump? Is like, are we, is there going to be a PragerU video 200 years from now? And mm. as a great philosopher once said, bar with the bar, da bang, da bang, diggy, 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 said the boogie, said up junk the boogie. Like, is that for... Who the fuck do they even have? Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? God damn it. In sense. By the way, 
I am not proud of the fact that I have memorized the bar with the bar beginning nah, of the I song am. off top I of my head. I was impressed. Not very proud. Not very proud. But misspent youth. This new world hath been the asylum for the persecuted lovers of civil and religious liberty from every part of Europe. Mm-hmm. It wasn't an accident that Slow the first reader. freedom listed in the Bill of Rights, the first ten amendments to the Constitution, is about religious liberty. Uh, Here's what it says. Congress shall make no God, law respecting the establishment. So tell me how you're being violated so I can make thereof. fun of you. This meant the new United States would have Everyone no knows this. religion. Yeah. This is all just bland bullshit. And no restrictions on how you practice your Feels like you're That's coming up on a bomb. British historian Paul Johnson draws a stark and telling contrast. They always go back to Paul Johnson. Always Johnson. They yeah, fucking always. love Paul Every Johnson because he's a right-wing lunatic who they can protect because he's British. British equals authority. British equals legitimacy (laughs) british historian you don't even need to say this person went to oxford or cambridge or wherever you just say british historian and that is automatic legitimacy that's That's my new theory all right benedict i'm 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 bonking you're bonking i'm bonking all right good stuff four more videos benedict okay don't you dare (laughs) two all right thank you benedict oh we did i did get a woman i did get a woman benedict Great. This video is entitled Dating. Don't waste your time. Oh, sure. By Lauren Chen. Oh, wow. Okay, Lauren Chen. Is listed as Lauren Chen, host of Pseudo Intellectual on Blaze TV. Pseudo Intellectual? <laughs> yes, the title of her show is Pseudo Intellectual. Uh, okay, okay. Okay. Look. You and I see what they were going for there. Yeah. But they unintentionally. That's a bad title, yeah. <laughs> they unintentionally. I'm sure uh, someone has to have said, what, you realize that sounds like we're saying we're full of shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, somebody has to have said that. All right. That Dating. Don't waste your time. Of course, uh, this one, I'm sure, uh, because it's a woman talking, she's talking to women, right? Right? Mm. I'm sure. Women, here's a revolutionary idea. Date with a purpose. What purpose? Mm. Getting married. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What else could we expect from PragerU, really? I mean, what the fuck else could we expect? I I already used my bonk. I can't bonk this one. No, you can't bonk this one, and I'm excited. Now we're going to watch at least a minute of this. Okay. Whoa, am I moving too fast for you? Making you uncomfortable? Dating, you say, is just... Well, dating. You know, hookups, casual flings, having fun. Yeah. Or whatever you Who want it to be. No. Don't get me wrong. I'm all for fun, but I'm interested in something deeper here, like happiness. I'm certainly not saying <laughs> that, that marriage should be the marriage. first topic of conversation. No. That, At least yeah. wait until the pizza is served. Just kidding. But Let me tell I, you, Benedict, I'm 30 years old in two months, and I'm so happy I'm not married. I'm so fucking happy I'm not married. <laughs> Well, I'm extremely happily married. I know so, you are. You know. <laughs> is your wife looking at you from the couch? <laughs> now she is. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we should have her do this video. We should do we a should patron not. only. And we, we should, should have not. her watch this video with us. We, we should absolutely not. should. <laughs> Maybe. You need to convince her to do okay, that. that. No. We'll but watch this on. whole video with her. I would love it so much. I am saying that you need to ask yourself this question. Why do you want to go on a date with someone? Uh, free meal, uh, possibility of sex. Uh, I enjoy talking to people. You know, I enjoy the company yeah. of other individuals. 
there's there's a lot of reasons to go on a date. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, it feels weird to order an appetizer when you're just there alone. So <laughs> only time you ever really get to eat appetizers when, when you're with somebody else. With another person, exactly, anyway, right? Yeah. We all like, like, let's be honest, Benedict, everyone loves appetizers. That's true. Everyone. But you, you just, societal pressure to not order appetizers alone is... It's so unfair. It's, no, it's I would. So I would order. An, I would order an appetizer alone. Okay, but I am also but, too ashamed to go eat but alone. Benedict, you look so like some, own... you look like someone who would order an appetizer alone. Well, fair enough. <laughs> Is our friendship over because of that? Yeah. Well, I just I I would never go eat alone. I don't think I go eat alone all the time. I don't see a problem with it. You, you look like someone who eats alone. <laughs> <laughs> nice comeback. <laughs> <laughs> I I do I do go eat alone because like I right now I'm uh, I don't know a single other person in this entire city I just got here. Uh, but you're I, a good cook. Why don't you cook? I do, I do I cook for myself a lot. Usually I eat all my own food, but occasionally you know like the other night uh, I live uh, in this building that has a barbecue joint on the first floor, and I was like you know St. Louis barbecue it's supposed to be a thing. I want to go try it out. Uh, I had it with my little brother uh, when we, he helped me move uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, but I you know I had one menu item and I wanted to try some of the different types a barbecue and so i went i sat at a bar i ate and i was like this is good i got to chat with the bartender and look at the sports on tv and eh, it was good it was fun i have i don't see why people don't eat alone i have no problem with it am i strange (laughs) i think a lot of people just it's like an expense and people don't know what to do i think maybe less so now that people have phones you know people used to like I, I have in the past taken a book to a restaurant and eaten. Yeah. And or just watch people. People watch. It's yeah. fucking fun. I don't know. Yeah. None of this matters. Let's get no. back to this video. Physical attraction? That's important. Common interest in something? Also important. But what else? Let's face it, most of the time we, and by we here I'm referring to women, have no idea. We have no plan. That's okay. Look, ladies. We're all just a bunch of mindless fucking dum-dums out here waiting for a man who can come and tell us what to do. Who can come and tell us what to make him for dinner. That's what we really want in life. Why are we dating for that? We we can just go to christianfascism.com, christianfascismmingle.com, and meet the mate that someone else decides is right for you. Yep. Is that enough of this video? I feel this like is enough. fucking horrifying. Yep. This is like it's all presented in this way that is so light. It's like, come <laughs> on, ladies, and really, <laughs> we the, all know what we really want. The in, everything inherent in this video is so fucking horrifying. <laughs> all right, <laughs> we'll agree to end this one, but on the condition that we get your wife to watch that whole video with us no. for a patron only. Not, not for an episode, but I will make her watch it and tell you what all she right. says. Uh, Benedict, we are down to only three more videos. Okay. Give me one through three. What do you want? One. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> Benedict, this video is titled, this is going to be a bad one, Why Are So Many Americans in Prison? <laughs> oh, no. By Raphael Mengual. I, uh, I would I would say before we start that the answer is because of an over-oppressive police state. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But uh, let's carry on. He, he is t- uh, credited as 
Deputy Director of Legal Policy at the Manhattan Institute. Oh, good. Everyone's from the fucking Manhattan Institute. Uh, oh, I didn't read this last line. Uh, after his, his credit says, urges caution, saying that he's urging caution. Most people are in prison for a good reason. Mm, mm, that's not Tells true. me this video, not going to be great. No. Our prisons are crowded with people who shouldn't be there. The victims yes. of a racist justice system. Yes. This is the popular progressive narrative. Oh, he's okay. He's, he's saying <laughs> that to shit. Did you think he was agreeing no, with no, you for I a didn't. second? No, I didn't. <laughs> I felt like you did. You got you got boondoggled for a second. I did. You got yeah, swindled. He, you I got he was Char about Charlie to Brown with the football. <laughs> yeah, that was me. Oh, fuck. Jesus Christ! This guy can't be older than fucking twenty-two. No deputy director of legal bullshit. Fuck this kid. God. Very large prison population. Not because too many innocent people are incarcerated, but because too many people commit serious, usually violent crimes. No. Nope. Mm. Nope. That's not nope. it. Most people nope. aren't in prison for violent crimes. Nope. That is, yep. He's just full of shit. He's just full of shit. I will say, um, there are obviously plenty of people in prison for, uh, sorts of violent crimes, assault or battery or whatever the case might be. Uh, but uh, he, the application of moral blame that he's putting uh, on this, it's, oh, God damn it, I'm already angry. I'm already angry, and I don't know how to direct my anger because we're 20 seconds into this video, and he yep. hasn't said anything for me to talk about yet. God damn it. All right, I'm hitting play. With rare exceptions, that's why most people are imprisoned in America. That is not true at all. Full stop. Before presenting the facts, let me add these caveats. It's unacceptable that any innocent person is behind bars. Oh, oh, well then the tens of thousands of them should fucking get out. There are shitloads of innocent people behind bars who are there yeah, because also, they plea bargained their way in. That's true. And then there's also like a bunch of people who are in prison for crimes that shouldn't be crimes. Absolutely, that too. Fucking, there should be no fucking drug crimes. There should be no, outside of if you have, you know, a uh, hundred kilos of heroin you're distributing. I'm fine with making that a fucking crime, but fucking yeah. someone who has personal use amounts, you put them in prison, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Punishment must always fit, not exceed the crime. We should do everything we can to reduce the rates of recidivism, committing more crime after release. All, Why we, do you we, meet, we meet none of those caveats. All those caveats, we have failed utterly as a society. We do so little to help reduce rates of recidivism. All the Republican states that this guy wants to live in because he's a dumbass. Actually, he doesn't. He wants to live in New York City, which is, I'm sure, where he actually does live. He just wishes that he could go around saying all the anti-gay shit he wants to say in New York City and not have anyone judge him for it. But all the places that this guy holds up as the ideal of what we should be doing, they slash their fucking budgets for all the programs that actually reduce recidivism rates. All well, the education also, programs, all the yeah. counseling programs, they fucking gut them and say, these people don't deserve it because they're assholes. Yeah. I mean, we also make it really difficult for people to get work again by forcing them to say that they've been to jail. Yep. Oh, so many fucking problems. God, I'm, I'm, see how much money I can make it through this. Everyone in prison should be treated humanely. He does not believe that. I guarantee you he does not believe that. I, I, I do not believe him when he says that. Because their idea of what humane treatment is is not fucking mm -hmm. humane treatment. And if they thought about it for more than 30 fucking seconds, they'd recognize that. God. But let's not. Yeah, can I, 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 I will just, I will say um, uh, almost half of the people in prison, according to uh, government stats, Bureau of Prisons, are in there for drug offenses. Yep. Some bullshit, isn't it? Some yep. Fucking bullshit. Uh, I'm going to. Did I use my bonk yet? You 
not I'm sure. I'm gonna say I'll I'll I didn't you, use my bonk. We're gonna have to bonk this one because this okay. is this is one that we would have to do on an episode where we watch the whole video and yep. I watch it ahead of time and uh, are able to to properly exercise all my anger. But Bennett, the good news is we have two videos left, and both of them okay. have very fun titles. Okay. Very fun titles. So do you want number one or number two? Number two, definitely. Number two. Benedict, number two is titled The Sexiest Man Alive. Is it me? <laughs> Benedict, I don't know. You might have seen those guys following you around with cameras for the last week. <laughs> it is not so me. they were doing for, put this video together. <clears throat> this is by a guy named Jim Garrity, uh, and his only credit is Jim Garrity of National Review. Is so, he the sexiest man alive? <laughs> I think he thinks he is, but okay. I haven't seen him. I'm sure he will in a second when I quit play. Let's find out. Ward Cleaver, the icon. <laughs> Ward Cleaver. That's who he's fucking. St- that's the first words that come out of his mouth. Uh, Benedict uh, Ward Cleaver was the dad on a show called Leave It to Beaver, a famous mm. 1950s sitcom for not being funny. Uh, that's all I can tell you about Leave It to Beaver. Okay. Iconic father in the 1950s TV show Leave It to Beaver is a stud. Okay. I'm quite serious. No. And no, this no, isn't wasn't. about nostalgia. Okay. Uh, so now I'm able to see Jim Garrity. Um, he looks like 12 pounds of mashed potatoes in a 10-pound bowl. That's what Jim Garrity looks like. Mm. Definitely not the sexiest man alive. Pretty sure that is still Idris Elba. For America in the 1950s. This is about a man of his time, yet timeless. Is this about being a good father and role model? And how that makes you that's probably it. A loud corner of American culture has been rebelling against the image of the 1950s since, so, the 1950s. No shit! Because the image of the 1950s was just an image. Leave it to Beaver was a TV show, you douchebag. That wasn't fucking reality. The reality was, in the 1950s, a massive portion of our population wasn't even allowed to go to the same restaurants as Ward Cleaver. How dare Mm. you pretend there was anything good about the fucking 1950s? You fucking dickwad. (sighs) Hit play. Most of that scorn has been directed at the Ozzy and Harriet image of American suburban bliss, and specifically dad. Well, enough already. Can we at least entertain the idea that in the rejection of that stereotypical 1950s suburban dad image, we threw some metaphorical babies out with the bathwater? <laughs> Why is there a crying baby? Because there was an image of a baby being thrown across the stream. As if the metaphor wasn't enough. Just yeah, like we no, have no, to no. image this as well. The one thing I love, I fucking love. They about really don't Prager let you. their metaphors no, do their own. No, Prager you, you will never let a metaphor speak for itself. They yeah. have never done that in any video of theirs that we have ever watched. They have always had to cry. What was that one? There was one. It wasn't uh or no, it wasn't it wasn't Prager you. It was uh John Birch Society. It was the guy, uh the old guy who kept going over the same metaphor. I don't remember which one it was. Was it tra- something about trains? I don't remember what yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, train tracks. The, the, yeah, reinventing the wheel. Yeah. It was reinventing yeah, that, the wheel. That was it. That was we that, got that. like two and a half, three minutes of him just going over the reinventing the wheel metaphor as the greatest all right I'll give this video a little more and see how it goes that if today's men modeled ward cleaver america and the world would be better places nope. sure compared with current pop icons he comes across as boring and buttoned down but it's a very incomplete picture of ward cleaver we can also say this he's a man who takes care of business 
He doesn't make excuses. He doesn't whine. He doesn't brood in defeat. He knows that his hard work and so, like most PragerU videos, this turns out to just be an a, a, an opportunity uh, to list perceived slights by the Generation X or Generation Z, yeah. whatever the fucking generation they're mad at right now is. That's all it is. It's an opportunity to list, ah, oh, they're lazy, they whine, they don't get stuff done. That's all this really turns out to be. And I'm, I'm disappointed in that. I thought PragerU, I thought you'd be better to me than that. I thought you'd have more for me than that level of laziness. And I am independently exercising an extra bonk on this video. <laughs> I, you don't have to do a bonk. I'm done with it, too. Which brings so. us to our last video, Benedict. This one, I think, is probably going to be fun. This one is titled, <clears throat> Was Jesus a Socialist? Yes. <laughs> this is by a guy named Lawrence Reed, who is the president of the Foundation for Economic Education. Uh, mm. And this, this video is part of the Robert W. Plaster Foundation playlist. Free enterprise will set you free. That's what it, what it tells me. So okay. let's find out, Benedict. Was that's Jesus it. Last one. a socialist? Was Jesus a socialist? Oh, Jesus Christ. You sound as old as him. <laughs> By the way, the image, I just hit pause four seconds in, but the image is of Jesus with a Che t-shirt on. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> because that's what they think a socialist is. I yeah. just realized they think a socialist is a, a college freshman wearing a Che t-shirt. That's what yep. they think a socialist is. Jesus okay. Christ, these people don't fucking know. That's the most pathetic thing. Oh, God. Well, if socialism is nothing more than being kind to other people, then you oh, might think gosh. the answer is yes. It's about redistributing kind to other people wealth. And be a capitalist. John D. Rockefeller probably gave away more money than anyone in human history, and he mm. was certainly a capitalist. Bill Gates That's not true. I think uh, Mackenzie Bezos has now Ooh. given away more money than anyone. In the the uh, screen said when when he had John Rockefeller up, he said that ingested for today's dollars, he had given away ten billion. I don't know where Mackenzie Bezos is at. I think she's around eight billion actually. So Ooh, maybe, she's, she's getting near. She's getting near it. Getting near it. Giving away millions too. To get an accurate answer. By the way. He just he just brought up uh, Bill Gates and and Warren Buffett. I was, we were talking over it, but um, again, why are they always highlighting these people that they fucking always. hate? Always. Glenn Beck did this on the last chapter that we did, where he brought up uh, Bill Gates All these in particular. Kind capitalists, yeah. right? They fucking hate Bill Gates. They it doesn't make sense. They they claim everywhere else where it's it's convenient for them that Bill Gates is a socialist. Whenever it's talking about vaccines or all that other kinds of shit, right? So, but they always go back to him when they need an example of a good capitalist who's giving away money. Because it's the argument doesn't matter. It's just whatever is most convenient in the moment. Mm. Answer to our question, we need to define socialism. Oh my god, I've uh, had enough socialism of definitions the definition of socialism for people that don't understand it. <laughs> How many definitions of socialism have we gotten over the, the many books we've read? Approximately 20, and they're all wrong. <laughs> I think I did like uh, Glenn Beck's several differing definitions yeah. of socialism best. I think that was my favorite. He didn't so even far. define it in the same way. No, it's just it. however he wanted it from chapter to chapter. Concentration of power into the hands of government elites to achieve the following purposes Ooh. central planning of the economy and the radical redistribution of wealth. Jesus never you see, Jesus for... couldn't have been a socialist because there was no big government at the time. And therefore, Jesus it's impossible to place him in the context of a pre-Marxian socialism. <laughs> and just shut the fuck up. 
any of that. Oh, I hope. I really hope. He claims that the Romans were socialists. I really fucking hope <laughs> he says that. that. I really hope that comes out of this video. Nowhere in the New Testament does he advocate for the government to punish the rich or even to Are use you tax kidding? money to help the poor. Oh, uh, sorry. Hold on. Pardon me. No rich man. Easier for, for yeah, whatever rich man I needle all that bullshit. Yeah, it's harder for a rich man. It's easier to a cat for a camel to enter through no, the eye of a needle it's than for a rich easier man to enter the for, kingdom of heaven. No, it's that it's it's easier for us. Uh, unladen swallow uh, to fly. <laughs> no, that's not it. Ah, fuck. It's. It's the one where Phoebe gets mad at Rachel and they... No, fuck, I don't remember. Anyways, it doesn't fucking matter. It's, it's It was fun. mine. Mine was right. It is easier for a rich man to pass <laughs> through the eye right. of a needle right, but than here's, for look, a rich you, man to enter the kingdom of heaven. You and I are both atheists. We don't believe in the Jesus story. Uh, and in my mind, it's most likely that none of this shit ever actually really happened. It was all written, you know, decades after if there was any... I think I tend to think that there was an actual... Uh, you know, rabbi at the time named Yeshua, who was around the area, who was doing some, trying to do some revolution shit. But um, most of the stuff that's written down later was probably just made up by people who were writing it for the audiences they were talking to. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think any of it really matters what the fuck you think. But no. if we're going off of what is in the current book, the New Testament of the Bible that we have that's in front of us, uh, then, yeah, you gotta say, he says some pretty socialisty sound and shit. Yeah, but it's not about the government, Kevin. Oh, so. It was just that about my magic guy in the sky hates yeah, rich people, exactly. but which really what have, else is big government? But I guess that means we should have capitalism on Earth and all the rich people because never mind. Moving on. Nor does he promote the ideas of state ownership of businesses or central right. planning of the economy. <laughs> okay, nope. Because he kept saying the world's about to end. Yeah, he didn't really <laughs> care much about central yeah, economy. Exactly. The, central the planning new kingdom of the economy. is coming. Who cares? <laughs> Yeah. Abandon everything and follow me because the world's about to end. You know what else Jesus hated? The tax collectors. <laughs> Not a socialist. If he fucking... I will lose the, my shit if he says that. And the money changers. Oh, wait, shit. No, that was capitalism. Fuck! In Luke 12, Jesus is confronted by a man who wants him to redistribute wealth. Master, the man says to Jesus, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replies... Man, who made me a judge or divide over you? And then he rebukes the man for being envious of his sibling. How about Jesus' parable of the talents? I am so bored by that story. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah, got him. Uh, he said, no, I'm not going to decide, bro. So, not a socialist. <laughs> said, none of my business, frankly. <laughs> I feel the, like the, a lesson a lesson for conservatives. I, I in feel there. so much hey, like that seems like none of my business. I feel so much like I want um I want like a Life of Brian reenactment of the entirety of all three of the or all four of the the New Testament gospels where it's just like some dude walks up and says, "Jesus, my brother won't give me my money." Jesus is like, "What do you want me to do? Just fucking <laughs> handle it. Just fucking handle it." Like that's that's all I want. I feel like the real life version of that so much better than than what got you know like that you say what you will about editors but sometimes they cut out the good bits that's all i'm going to say mm, that's true talents were a form of money in jesus's day a man entrusted three of his workers with his wealth the two who invested the money and made a profit were praised and the one who buried his share so he wouldn't lose any of it was reprimanded sounds a lot more like an endorsement for capitalism than socialism doesn't it 
Yes, Jesus spoke of the difficulty for a rich man to enter heaven, but not because having money is evil. It's not money, rather it is the love of money, the New Testament tells us. Oh my God. Okay, that's such a weasel attempt. Above our spiritual and moral lives. You know, I have all this money Was and Jesus I hate it, so I guess I can model. go to heaven. I mean, it is very much like, okay, you people fucking hate Bill Gates, but if you go by what the words you just said, you have to say, well, Bill Gates is obviously going to heaven, because yeah. I'm pretty sure Bill Gates is an atheist, now that I think about it, but uh, it doesn't matter. Um, you gave yourself an extra bonk, I'm giving <laughs> you myself an, an extra bonk. bonk. Well, that's the last video! This. Yeah, we're out of videos, Benedict, and we're, we're just barely, barely at exactly the time I told you we would be recording for this episode. Which, yep, there you go. Well, Benedict, That's, I've been keeping track. We've Bonk. learned so much over these twelve or thirteen, however many it was, videos that we've done. <laughs> the, thirteen the last hours, couple of hours. videos. Um, would you uh, agree with me when I say that uh, Jesus was not a socialist? Because I've just learned. All these incredible yes. things about him? I, I, I would, because Marx hadn't written about socialism yet, so oh, that was impossible for him to be a socialist. That's probably correct. Anyways, thank you all for listening. I know uh, it's much different than what we normally do, but obviously, when you hear this, I'll probably be in the middle of the bar exam, and I won't be caring about the fact that we didn't put out a regular episode this week. I'll be uh, just hoping that I pass. Anyways... Thank you all, as always, for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, if you like it, you want more, you can go become a patron. Patreon.com forward slash NYGBC. Become a patron for as little as $2 an episode. All the words I usually say. Uh, I'd like to thank all of our regular, wonderful, amazing patrons like Benjamin Carlisle, Dexter, Allison, C. David, Megan Ruth, Glowrung the Deceiver, Big Easy Blasphemy, Becky Scott Barely, Stephen and Cindy Dimmick, A.J. Brantley, Taro to Kevin, Ske- Taro-, Taro to Cannon, Skeptical Seventh, and... Boss Watterson. Thank you all as always for being our patrons. That's it for this week's show. Till next time. I, I like lamp. Lamp. See a lamp. So I can think of Bye bye. podcast is a production of Kevin and Benedict Productions. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Music for this podcast is by Silverman Sound Studios. Find out more at silvermansound.com.